It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends. The Newtown Toyota. The Mighty Hawks. Woohoo! <laughs> Round of applause. The rebuild is done. Mate, they done. are back. Done and dusted, back of course. In business. There it is. Let it sink in. <laughs> Wait till next week. I'll be right off them again. But anyway, <laughs> uh, now I do need to say at the top, uh, I had a funny experience last night. Um, we went to dinner last night, Em and I. First time, Mick, we've been on a date, I reckon, oh, date for night. two years. One on one. You know, you've and usually got one of the kids with you or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we went to a uh, our favourite restaurant, went on a date, but Em was at work till 6.30. So then I met Em in Subi uh, after I had the kids. Em's parents came over and took after, looked after the kids. So my job was to feed them prior. Well, it wasn't my job. I was like, well, I'll feed them up. And then by the time the grandparents come, they can just give them a bath and, and muck around. Anyway, Albie, our six, seven-month-old little lad at the moment, is just being very noisy, like yelling nonstop. And you're like, oh. Anyway, Ted's getting into his, uh, Ted's two. So a little two-year-old and a seven-month-year-old uh, sitting there. I'm trying to feed both of them. Albie's yelling and yelling and yelling, and Ted gets up and, and pulls on my leg. And I said, oh, what, what do you need, Ted? He goes, Dad, Dad, Albie's being a dick. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? He actually is, That's Ted. That's fair call. Bang on. He's absolutely <laughs> being that right now. So there you go. That's how my parenting's well, going. Hey, Zave, it's uh, a, a bit to unpack there. Yep. You've got to reflect on your own behaviour. You're bringing this out in your children. On air, Triple M, last week, Fremantle versus Western Bulldogs, you... <laughs> Said doodle, okay. Mm. Mm. So obviously you're using the upper word of what doodle yes. is at home. So hey, let's teach Ted now be the right way. It's not a dick; it's a doodle. Let's okay. bring the on air yes. to the home. All right, you're right. Actually, put those I need to start behaving. Place. But I did think at the time, Ted, you actually bang on because I'm starting to get quite frustrated <laughs> with young Albie. Tap touch. The race starts when the bet's on. Tap touch. Better your bet. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1-800-858-858. Sending you into the weekend with a winner in your hand. This is Brit's Best. That's right, Brit's Best. This is where Brit Taylor, the one and only, the champion tipster, gives us gives WA, gives Perth her best for the day now, this is, of course, all the proceeds are going to be donated to Lifeline at the end of the year, 13, 11, 14. At the moment, the last, so we've done it for three weeks, $601.25 as a joint effort has gone into the account. Well, a joint uh, effort. A joint uh, effort. So a joint effort, so $601. So boys, what have you contributed? <laughs> uh, Dave, I'll defer to you. Um, so mine missed last week by a disposal, if that helps. Anyway, <laughs> Brent, this was what you had last week. She's a charmer. Now, we were on the edge of our seat last week. My actual – no, I'm not lying. My private Instagram was hit up by three people asking what your tip was, so maybe we need to post it on our socials. I hope they went each way. They would have gone each way. That's why I did tip them, because this is the final stages. And she's a charmer's finishing strongly down the outside. Comfort me, hit the front, though, at the 100 from on the outside. She's a charmer. Comfort me, fighting. She's a charmer. Diving, oh gee, there's a tight go in the last. Comfort me, she's a charmer. They went to it absolutely splitting the line together. What, what did you fix it at, Britt? Was it $10? Eight, eight, ten, ten. So there's 600 that just slipped out for Lifeline. Yep, so thanks, mate. And uh, I'm like, I can't even tell you how close it was. Like, if you. Nah, if, the photo's incredible. It, there's nothing in it. Nah, you're right, I agree. Well, this week, what are we doing? Okay. I've got two options here. We either I've got two horses at four dollars twenty. We can play one of those. Yeah. Or do we go a quaddy? Quaddy, quaddy, quaddy. Uh, traditionally, my luck with quaddies isn't great, but 
I'm just thinking that if we can jag one, we might just really bolster the money for Lifeline. Yes, so, I agree. So we're going quaddy instead of the $4.20 minutes? And minus. keep the entertainment over a couple of hours. Yes. All right. So really, yes. you're, 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 a th- you're a bit of theatre. Great right, stuff. let's do it. Quaddy. Leg one. Where we are, Belmont, obviously. Race. So race six, leg one. A lot of people calling it the two-horse race, Nero, Dio, and Pans Down. So I just want to add this little tester in there as well because I thought she was very good last start. So we're having three in the first leg. In the second leg, I just want two. Naughty by Nature, who was, for those playing at home, was going to be one of my best bets. So if we get that, this quaddy goes down. Um, And we'll put in um, Aberdeen Queen as well. Beautiful. In the Hyperion, we've got three, six, ten, eleven, and 13. And then coming home in the last with four options, one, three, four, and nine. One, three, four, and nine. And last, we'll post these on our socials, on our Instagram, of course, get to uh, Triple M. We'll have them up there, no dramas. Now, I'm going a little bit left of centre for mine. Uh, I'm going to get away from the footy. Okay, that's good. West Coast Fever. I'm going to go the horse that's named after Mick Barlow. Mr. Oh. Quickie. <laughs> Mr. Quickie, 50 bucks to win at $9 oh, today at Eagle Farm in the Stradbroke. Each way? You want to go? 50 bucks on the snoz. <laughs> We don't want to miss out. You've double dipped down there, the snoz. People say, sorry, (laughs) Britt, you you wouldn't have noticed yet that people sometimes say, I've got a big nose. I haven't noticed. Thanks, Britt. What do you reckon, Dave? He's actually standing side on, though. You need a a faces, mate. It's bigger than Baz's. (laughs) Anyway, that's what I'm going. Mr. Quickie in Brisbane, race eight, Stradbroke. Book it in. That was Britt's best for Tap Touch. Now, Britt, a lot to unpack throughout the week Huge of football. Week. Of course, we'll touch on the Mighty Hawks first. Why not? Let's digest what happened last night. Fantastic on debut. Siren Hawks nail the Swans for their third win of the year by 38 points. Now, I let you off the hook last uh, two weeks ago because you are getting engaged yes. on a Friday night. And I said, look, that's a pass to not getting your eye over the footy. Did you get your eye over it last yeah, night? Yeah, certainly did. What and did you make? Really good game, especially uh, early doors. It was looking like a real tight contest, but mm. in the end, they, they ran away with it. They absolutely did. Mick, what do you think of the uh, Hawks? Now, I need to ask you about Newcomb, the mm-hmm. mid-season draft acquisition for the Hawks. Well, that's this what is what it's, it's there to do, for. isn't it? Yeah, that's what it's there for, Zave, to, to bring in players that can play straight away. And he's only 20 years old. If you watched yep. it last night, and for those that are tuning in this morning and wouldn't have any idea of to whom Jai Newcomb is... He got picked up mid-season draft, so what, 10 days ago, debuted for the Hawks and can just play the game. A record number of tackles on debut. 14. He had 14 or 15 touches, but he just came with a hard edge and he contributed. And he reflected exactly what the whole Hawthorne team did. They came for a contest. Hawthorne, uh, on the other hand, Sydney, I think they were um, pretty happy with themselves. I think they came wanting a bruise-free operation and the Hawks smacked them to the throat. So I heard Hodgie say in the call last night, I mean, I don't know if this ever happened to you, Britt, but, uh, sorry, Mick, but Britt, in uh, footy, sometimes when you don't perform at a level you're meant to, the coach gets the boxing gloves out oh, and you, you and you, whack. you fight each other. Mm. You do boxing against each other just to toughen Did up the Did that happen shot. to you? Yes, it happened to me, but it happened to the Hawks last week. So that's yeah. why I reckon they had that hard edge last night, Mick. Mm, absolutely, yes. Yeah, so, uh, and a player, Britt. Mitch Lewis actually missed through concussion from That's the right. Monday session with yeah, the boxing oh. session. Yeah, no, they, I never got clipped, Britt. I used to no. run for my life. Not quick. Yeah, they'd catch <laughs> he me wasn't in, quick they'd, enough. They'd catch me hiding in marketing by the time they got to me. <laughs> hey, uh, and of course, we do need to touch on the Nathan Buckley mm. situation at Collingwood. The dominoes are going to start to fall around that. Were you a fan of Bucks? Yeah, I just think, and everything that's come out during the week as yeah. well, 
not just of what he's done as a player, as a coach, but just as a bloke as well. Yeah. The, the anecdotes that have come out have just been, you know, really encouraging of just what a great person he is. And, yeah, it's a, a shame that it's all over for him. Absolutely. Now, Mick, there's a person waiting in the wings, living in mm. Melbourne, obviously coached Fremantle Football Club where you spent a long period of time. You've got 30 seconds. Sell us Ross Lyon. Is he the, <laughs> is he the man for the job? Hey, to quote Ross Lyon, I don't deal in hypotheticals. So <laughs> hypothetically, hypothetically, you know, Ross Lyon could coach Collingwood, but Ross Lyon wouldn't be sitting there ready to coach Collingwood. In my in my take, yeah. he's the man for the job. But he will sit back and allow it all to unfold. He won't come out and buy into anything. Um, but he's the man for, for mine. It's a big club. He turned down the North Melbourne offer or, or an approach earlier in the year. This is the type of gig that would get Ross Lyon interested in coaching again. Why would he a be Carlton, good? A Collingwood. He, he's just brilliant at what he does. He's a brilliant coach. It's misconstrued a lot. Now that he's gone into the media, people are starting to see that other side of him, his actual brilliance yep. and his actual relatability to he's people. He's funny, hey? He's, he is funny. So, so players relate to him. Yes, he has a hard edge to him. But he's a very whole, wholesome coach, and uh, I'd love to see him back, but I know he's loving what he's doing in terms of the property stuff and the media. So do I take that as an endorsement for Ross Lyon to be coaching Collingwood next year? If you were mm. on the panel, you'd be pushing hard for Ross the boss. Yeah, just pick up your copy of the Sunday Times tomorrow because I'm going to pen an oh, article oh, relating to why Ross Lyon is the man to take over plug. the helm <laughs> <laughs> at, at either, well, any vacancy that does pop up in the coaching landscape. He'll always be linked. Um, but a big, and Triple M's own, Michael Walters, yeah. that's the type of influence he can have. Yes. Okay, so that's the type of influence he can have. Look at Michael Walters. He wouldn't be in the AFL system verbatim, Michael Walters' words. Um, yeah, I asked him the without question Ross, yesterday. Yeah, well, without Ross, <laughs> without Ross Lyon's influence. Yeah, it was my question that actually led to that response yesterday, Mick, so I appreciate it. You've actually <laughs> At least he penned, was listening. You've penned 1,500 words, and now you just told us what's in the article, hey, so don't worry yeah. about the Sunday Times tomorrow. <laughs> I, quote, I quote you, Zave. I quote you. No, nah, good. I, you quote me. <laughs> now Zave's picking well, up a I copy quote, of the article. I quote that comment from uh, my man, Sun Sun. Uh, Triple M's very so, own, Sonny Walters. Good on you. So Ross Lyon, the coach, Collingwood next year. first, Mick Barlow. <laughs> It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends, the Newtown Toyota. All right, boys. Now, we are a relatively new show. We've, we're just still getting to know each other. And new team. You picking a couple of winners in the past. It's just tied us it, up a it, fraction. It's helped. It's helped. But there's been one thing that I asked you very early doors. I was like, well, when did you guys meet? Yep. And I don't know the full story. All I know is that it was in a bathtub. And the image oh. I have in my head oh. is of bubble a full bubble bath and two grown men sitting <laughs> hey. in a bubble bath together. So I thought Mick and I first met in 2015 when I moved to Western <laughs> Australia. That's that's my reflection on how it all went, Mick. Mickey, what's your recollection? Yeah, well, I was just a plotter. I was 19 years old and university. I think I was living off 40 bucks a week. Within that 40 bucks, my budget included a slab of Melbourne bitter. Beautiful. And essentially some chicken stock. So I'd boil the hot water and just put chicken stock in there. And that would be my, my uh, sustenance for the week. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, every now and then a house party gets thrown when you're at university. And um, one of a, a co-friend or into the a, savings. A, a mutual friend of Zave and I's had a, had a party, a, a, a university party, a house party. And we went along and we carried on a little bit and... I needed to go to relieve myself, and I was walking up, and where's the bathroom? There it is. Um, and then there's a skinny, <laughs> scrawny, white, freckly, all of the describing words, <laughs> in his jocks, 
sitting in a porcelain bathtub drinking a long neck, a, a big, a big, big stubby. And I was like, I know that guy. I think he's a big deal and he's on an AFL list. Here I am, here I am earning $40 a week, but I'm more, ha- more than happy with my existence compared to what I'm seeing here from Xavier Ellis. <laughs> Well, I don't. I still remember that night, Mick. Uh, that afternoon, I think I said. What do you mean afternoon? I think I don't think the sun had gone down. I, well, I think things crept up on me. I, I really think it just crept up a bit quicker than I'd planned. And I put it down to maybe the twenty-one k's I ran in the morning. That could have been exactly what got me. It was a hot summer's day, and I'd been exercising in the morning, Mick. That might have been it, Dave. Saturday morning. The Saturday morning sessions at AFL level. They, they, they were. Um, gruesome, weren't they? So oh. it, it was it was a memorable experience for me. But as Zave said, Britt, and that can be a little bit of a mentality of AFL players. They're a bit big headed. Took him seven years to realise we'd already met. Yeah, I had no idea. Mick was. Like, Did you talk to him in the bathtub? I feel like that's not a position. You sort of just like go, yeah, yeah give him the nod and go, yeah, how are you going, mate, and keep walking. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he just said on the way out, he goes. Make sure you flush, mate. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think I've done, I've inspired another young person. He's looked at me and gone, my dream's still alive. If this fool plays <laughs> AFL, then I can certainly play <laughs> AFL. And there you go. If he can, anyone can. That's right. The story from there, Mick Barlow became a four-time Ross Glendening medalist. You've added one. You've added three one. Time, oh. A three-time <laughs> Ross Glendening. I've created a superstar simply three by Three-time drinking... Ross Glendening and one-time subbed out in a derby. I've done it all at the derby. <laughs> done it all in the derbies, all after meeting Xavier Ellis in a bathtub. There you no go. bubbles, though, Britt. No I, bubbles. I literally gave birth to an AFL champion. That's, that's exactly all I can say. Rob Rodocki. You're the one. Oh, that's yes. Thanks, Newtown Learner. I will add in now. Of course, every weekend we like to go around the grounds, essentially, and identify some of the sporting highlights we're looking forward to, or just what's happening in Australia at the moment. Britt, you've got your finger on the pulse with horse racing. Yes, I'm looking forward to today. It's Group One action oh, out yes. of Queensland. The Queensland Carnival continuing. Eagle Farm. It's Stradbroke Day. It's their big premier event, Group 1 level, but there's another Group 1 on the card called the JJ Atkins. It's mm. for the two-year-olds, and there's a bit of WA flavour there in a horse called Tiger of Malay. So okay. if you happen to have the uh, TV on, give uh, Tiger of Malay a kick home today because this horse was bred by a young set of WA siblings, 24 years old, 27 years old, uh, Jamie and Daniel. Okay, Unbelievable story that they've been able to... Take this horse to the sales. He fetched over 200000 for some young siblings under 30 years old. And, you know, if he wins a group one today, they've still got the mare. That's a, a big, big thing for them. Chances? Yeah, good chance good too. Chance. So I'm backing uh, in the Stradbroke, the horse named after Mick. Mr. Quick. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was going to be something to do with a big nose there. But... <laughs> You've gone lowbrow, Zay. You've gone real lowbrow. <laughs> there is another horse called I Am Superman in it. You could go for That's that instead. Now, yeah. yeah, Mick, what are you like? You've been following the NBL pretty closely, mate. I have. But just quickly, I want to go to golf. What about John Rahm? Oh, John, incredible. He, he was leading, smacking them out of the out of the water. Well, not not literally. He was keeping them on the fairways yeah. and putting on the green and putting in the hole. He was going to net. 2.2 mil, but he with, had to withdraw as he oh. tested positive. Five to shots COVID. clear, was it? Five shots, yeah, six, six shots, shots clear. clear. Mm. Um, and then got the, uh, so finished his round. They knew he failed a test. It's just cruel. Finished his round and then walked up to him as he's walking in to sign his scorecard and got the old, 
all of a sudden uh, losing the last leg of your multi doesn't seem yeah. too bad. <laughs> Doesn't seem think, too bad. You'd think. I think he's got enough, though. I think he's got enough. But that uh, also, John Rutt. Well, it does help, though. I'm Still, not going to lie. Two million. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone who wins two million goes. Oh, I don't worry about that. I've got plenty. <laughs> His playing partners. It was interesting because in, obviously close contacts. But they were asked, "Oh, what happens with the um, the playing partners?" And they said. Well, they both had COVID already, so play on. <laughs> play on. Play on. Um, anyway, no, that, that's a bit of golf. But, uh, yeah, in the NBL, the playoffs are upon us, and our Perth Wildcats on Thursday night had a chance to go 1-0 up in the series on the buzzer. Missed. Yes. So 0-1 against the Illawarra Hawks. So playing tonight, win that, and then back to RAC Arena on Monday. Best of three. So good luck to the Wildcats in that one. In the other game, uh, playoff match the two Melbourne teams going head to head. Melbourne United, who finished on top of the ladder going to be hard regular to season, ninety six to seventy eight against the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. No, Bryce Cotton makes it hard for us, mm, I think, unfortunately. Does. But uh, Melbourne look hard to beat, and I don't like Melbourne United. I reckon they're flogged. <laughs> yeah, they are. Hey, yeah, just quickly, did you catch the tennis last night? Oh, Novak yeah. v uh, Rafa. Rafa has lost oh, three times on clay in his history. One over a hundred. Novak got him, but now the story got a bit better because over in uh, Paris, there's a lockout curfew at 11 o'clock at night because of the COVID situation. So 11 o'clock, everyone had to leave. The game was still going. It was a nail-biter. And this is the the French. If you speak French, great, you'll understand. Mm. If not, I'll translate <laughs> after. Je le rappelle, en accord avec les autorités nationales, le match va pouvoir aller en son terme en votre présence. A presence. So you hear there that they're assuming that the announcement's going to be it's 11 o'clock, everyone has to leave. Which is just, I, I just can't get my head around this when you have to yeah. do this. Well, and they just said, no, nah, you're allowed to stay. And oh. that was the loudest cheer of the night. What's that movie where he's like up the front and he's like, I'm not leaving. Uh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall, oh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. We had 20,000 having their Wolf of Wall Street moment. Anyway, unbelievable. Novak got the chocolates in four sets, so that is huge and I'm mostly looking forward to uh, Mick tonight. This is mm. the last one we're going to touch on. Yeah. The final in the women's. How good. Mate, yeah. you, you've been following that much closer than I have. Uh, one lady seated 31, the other one's unseated, but you reckon you know how to say yeah. their names well, so well because you're fans of both. Well, when it comes to Czechoslovakian and, and Russian tennis players, yeah. I am your man. And tonight, the final is between Barbara Krejcikova from Czechoslovakia. Yeah. And uh, pa- Pavlyuchenko from Russia. So how did you get Chenko on the end there? It's well, that's how mean. I if broke it down. Kov at the end. Kova. Pavlyuchenko. <laughs> Pavlyuchova. Pavlyuchenkova. <laughs> she is a big chance to beat Krejcikova, um, but one of the Kovas will come out on top. All right, mate, we've got to go. Well done, and good luck to those girls. But uh, Group 1 racing, again, those two lads we're looking for in the Group 1. We're going Tiger of Malay. Tiger we're of Malay. For. This motorsport update is brought to you by Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Time to talk motorsport with Rusty from Rusty's Garage. Of course, grab his podcast, which is available via the listener app, Good morning, Rusty. Hello, Zave. Britton Michael, good morning. Now, Rusty, we spoke about this a few weeks ago, and it's actually happening. Get me up off the floor. I've fallen over. Greg Murphy's coming out of retirement for another crack at Bathurst. We didn't know when we spoke about it whether this would really come to pass. And in effect, it's been driven by a lot of interest on social media. A lot of fans have reacted to the story about Russell Ingall coming out of retirement, one of the legends to have a crack. Uh, one of Greg Murphy's long-time commercial backers 
talked about this and fans jumped on board and said, that would be cool. Could we see this happen? They've put it together. So it's going to be a car run by Erebus, a third car, a wild card entry. They won Bathurst back in 2017 with, uh, with David Reynolds. Greg is going to be partnered by a young Kiwi by the name of Richie Stanaway. And Richie won the Sandown 500 in recent years and then kind of left supercars uh, a bit disillusioned. Uh, This is a good story that this young kid who has got so much talent um, is going to get another shot at the game. And I can't wait to see together what they'll do. A lot of people saying, well... With Murph having been out of the seat for, for so long, how you know how quickly can he get up to speed? He'll be pretty sharp. He, he grows another leg like Russell Ingle when it comes to Bathurst. And Murph is going to drive different race cars in the lead-up and get some testing. In fact, as I talk to you today from New Zealand, Murph is racing an Audi here today. Hey, Rusty, speaking of Mount Panorama, it was covered in snow this week. If you go looking on, uh, I think even David Reynolds posted a picture on his social media, it looks amazing, like something you'd see out of Europe. It, it happens every once in a while, but it's pretty rare to see Mount Panorama Bathurst covered in snow. So um, crazy pictures. We're so used to it uh, in October when it's you know generally got lots of fans and it's pretty green. But yeah, a snow-covered Mount Panorama this week. Rusty, the legendary Fink Desert Race is on this weekend in the Northern Territory, mm. and Toby Price has re-signed in the lead-up. So he's re-signed with KTM, who at Dakar, where he's won on more than one occasion, one of the greatest races on the planet. They have, over the past decade or so, been the outfit to beat. But he's obviously been off the motorbike because of an injury and and healing up in between time. So he's actually just done a little bit of riding again recently. He'll contest Fink this weekend in a a high-horsepower trophy truck. His co-driver is going to be Mark Dutton from the Triple Eight Racing Team, the Red Bull Supercars team. Hopefully Dutto can keep his lunch down. Um, But this is a really cool thing. They race from Alice Springs south to a little place called Apatula, about 200 and something K south, stop for the night, turn around and race back again the next day to the finish. Hey, Rusty, I love my F1. (laughs) Love my F1. And it was a pretty wild end to the F1 just on the weekend in Azerbaijan. (laughs) (laughs) In where, Mick? In where? Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Oh, my God. (laughs) Make sense of that, Rusty, for us, can you? Wild is the word for it. So toward the end, uh, Max Verstappen in the Red Bull car had a tyre failure, and it sent him firing into the wall near the pit lane. They had to stop the race. The Australian race director, Michael Massey, decided to to call a halt to things, get everything uh, back in order, and it would be a couple of laps sprint to the chequered flag. Man, did that, you know, present some real entertainment. Firstly, Lewis Hamilton, after that restart, went off at the first turn with some sort of brake issue. Then Verstappen's teammate, uh, Sergio Perez, came through to win the race. So a real surprise podium. Great news is Daniel Ricciardo got some much-needed points, um, and he's telling people it's, uh, it's not too late to, to still jump on the Ricciardo train, which is cool. Like every week, Rusty, thanks very much for joining us. And hopefully we do download you via the listener app, also available in Azerbaijan. Please (laughs) catch the podcast, Rusty's Garage, via the listener app. Thanks, Rusty. Thanks, guys. Look forward to it. Have a great weekend. Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. If you could save $500 off a solar power system, head to solarheart.com.au.
It was just a bit of creative accounting that uh, has landed the West Coast Fever in a bit of trouble, isn't it, Zave? But oh, anyway... They, yeah, they know they were three times over the salary cap. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> anyway, it's time for Mickey the Master. We've got $400 to give away today. And David from Maylands has called in to be involved. Good morning to you, Dave. Hey, going, everyone? Very well, Dave. Very well. That's what are you sure. up to for your weekend? Uh, well, I just woke up about an hour ago and... um. Maybe down the beach. What did you do last night, Dave? A bit of a bender. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I was watching the footy and I went for the swans. Oh. Oh. So you went for the swans or you go for the swans? Oh, I went for the swans. Right. Yeah, okay, tip the swans, like all of us. Well, Zave actually said, yeah, I, I tip the swans. He's a real hindsight operator, Xavier Ellis. He said, yeah, I, you know, I knew that they would lose um, Sydney, but I tipped them. So, anyway, <laughs> get but, into your stupid quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to poke a bit of fun at our friend Xavier Ellis. But, David, good to have you on board. $400 up for grabs. Five questions. If you get all five right, you'll have those that $400. If you have trouble with any of the questions, you can defer to either Brittany or Xavier. Well, I'm just waiting for a mate. Which uh, they will help you out, no doubt. So let's get stuck into it, Dave. Do you follow the NBL? Are you following the Wildcats? Uh, the basketball? Yeah, a mm. bit. Good, good, good. So the finals are on at the moment. Now, on Thursday night, Perth Wildcats went down by two points in their first game in the series. Who is this playoff series against? Well, they lost to the Illawarra Hawks. Ooh, oh, there you go, well Dave. Done, Dave. Yeah. Dave, very well done. Thanks. Now, I've, uh, I've wasted a bit of time with all this introduction, so we better get moving to question two. Hey, Gold you just Coast wasted pl- more time by saying that, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Gold Coast play Fremantle this week, Dave. Gold Coast, Fremantle. Dave, what's, um, what's uh, relevant about that match? It's the Mick Barlow Cup. <laughs> Great. So we usually do this, Dave, in the quiz. We usually say, right, uh, these two teams are playing. Name a player that has played for both clubs. Now, that is too easy. Okay, so we're going to go with name two players that have played for both the Gold Coast Suns and the Fremantle Dockers. Oh, gee whiz. A bit beyond me, that one. Um, well, can you get one? You can refer to a friend. <laughs> can you get hey, one? On. I want to know if David one, can get one. One is Lockie Neal, for sure. <laughs> oh, David, oh, hang on, Dave, though. <laughs> Let me go back here, Dave. Gold Coast Suns and Fremantle Dockers. Relatively embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you can ask for a mate if you need one, oh, yeah, Dave. I'll go, I'll go, mate. Well, I'm okay. just waiting for a mate. All right, mate. Do you want? Uh, do you want <laughs> Britt Taylor, the the wonderful Brit who's made six hundred dollars already uh, with Brit's best, or do you want uh, me, a bit of an idiot? <laughs> I'm probably going to pick the idiot. <laughs> you pick the I idiot. I I'll go with you. Yeah. Okay. Well, the idiot. So yeah. the bloke you're speaking to, I assume I can use Dave. So I'm going to say one player from Fremantle Gold Coast would be uh, Mick Barlow. I yeah, left a lasting impression, uh, and, Dave. <laughs> and one that just popped up to my mind would be a trade that went on, and probably the biggest trade regarding, I know Trent Crowe was probably bigger, but Lockie Weller mm. went from Fremantle to Gold Coast for pick two, yep. which yep. became Andy, Andy Brayshaw. Andy Brayshaw, correct. You happy to lock that in, Dave? I'm happy. Barlow and Weller, correct. Well done. Also, Brandon Matera, Greg Broughton, Sam Collins, just to name a few. Now, I'm a little bit go. flat. I'm a bit <laughs> flat. But anyway, we'll move on. Okay. Hey, you went used... up there for a super I really enjoyed party. that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave. And it's suntan. Natural suntan for once. It was good. Hey, Dave, question three. Okay. The West Coast Eagles, they debuted a player called Luke Edwards last week. Yeah, Who okay. did his dad play for Ooh, in the really AFL? Mm. Good question. I was due. Five. Oh, 
Going to have to have a da- crack there, Dave, quick. Okay, um, I'll say Mr. Edwards, his name is... What club did he play Puffins. in the AFL for, bang, his bang. dad? Dave, <laughs> mate, we <laughs> gave you five seconds, <laughs> and then you repeated the wrong question. <laughs> oh, Mick, what Mick, a man. Rule, you have to make a ruling, I think, Mick. Yeah, Dave, you're out. Um, <laughs> bad luck. <laughs> Dave, it, okay. it was... The, now, oh, the alarm bells were ringing early, Dave. What, what's on for your weekend? And then you um, deferred back to the fact you got out of bed an hour ago. That's all you said. Yeah, you need to get up earlier. More time for preparation. As Ross Lyons says, Dave, early bird gets the worm. Hey, so Dave, quickly, question three was, we, uh, the West Coast Eagles debuted a player called Luke Edwards last week. Who did his dad play in the AFL for? Xavier, who was that? <laughs> Adelaide Crows. Correct. Tyson Edwards played a lot of football for the Adelaide Crows. So, David, unfortunately, you go without this morning and you'll trudge on into your weekend without the $400. It will now boost up to $600 for next week in Mickey's Mickey the Master. There you go. Good on you, David. Not very often we have both WAAFL teams participating at Optus Stadium back-to-back days, which I'm looking forward to, Mick. I'll start with mm. you. You're flying high with the Frio Dockers at the moment. It's the Mick Barlow Cup that we just spoke <laughs> about. There's no one with greater insight on how today's game is going to pan out, of course, here at all here on Triple M from 2pm. Mick, how do you see today's game? Hey, in short, I have no idea. Right. Yeah, I have no idea. Fremantle have, have been obviously struck down by a lot of injury. So what does their side look like? They brought in two debutants, um, Weston and Walker. Uh, Next Generation Academy products, so that's exciting. But where does it end for Frio? So, so many unavailabilities. And the Gold Coast, you can't trust. Yep. One week, they will beat us. And then the next week, you know, they can uh, drink their own bathwater and uh, just fall over. So, oh, whoa, whack. I <laughs> Good morning, think, Stewie Jew. Yeah, yeah, I think, well, it's, it's fact that they can, they, and he said it, Stewie Jew has said it, that they can't be trusted. So I'm sitting in that corner saying, yes, I don't think they can be trusted. It's a flip of the coin, um, and the heart says Fremantle, and the head has no idea. Where does your loyalty lie? When you say heart, when you sit down, are you cheering on Freo? Yes. Yeah, absolutely, Britt. I was only bitter and twisted at them for 18 months. Yeah, 18 right. months. That I'm... <laughs> what was the part that got you really bitter and twisted? Um, Let's have it out here. Well, getting sacked, it's never nice. Uh, Britt's probably never experienced it. Zave's... He's walked before he's been pushed. So. <laughs> oh no, I got the ass. I can concur with yeah. you. Uh, no, Mick. One question: Five mm. not playing. Mm. Is that going to be? I know he's a dual Brownlow medalist, yeah. so it's, it's. I don't know if it's distributed, but does that just not give the opportunity to Brayshaw and Chera and oh, those guys to not get, be, be on the wing? But actually, and uh, Sarong. I think Sarong probably hasn't had the season we've all expected. Yeah. Do you think that just creates an opportunity? Hey, certainly, certainly. So Nat Five, great player, walk up start, in he goes, and they're a better team. However, what it does expose is better opportunity for those names you mentioned. You think about Essendon. Dylan Shield has been out of the side for the whole year, essentially, mm. and Darcy Parrish is having the year oh, he's having. Yeah. So is Caleb Sarong now going to just go stand in the centre and play football on his own volition and not go to an opposition midfielder? And it's against the Gold Coast side that he's young in there. He'll be really bullish and, and yeah. up, upbeat about that opportunity. So no. which way did you go in the paper for your tipping? Uh, I went with the Suns. Oh, we got more upside. Fremantle, I think they've got Brit. more upside. Yeah, okay. Fremantle, but I'm the Suns as well. I'm now, just quickly, going the opposite of Mickey. Yeah, avoid Mickey yeah. down the bottom of the ladder. Now, <laughs> Mick, I don't know if you 26. saw this the other day, uh, the last West Coast home game. I was sitting there watching on TV, so we're going to keep this really short and sharp. But 
Uh, they kicked a goal, and I looked at, into the cheer squad, and a blonde-haired girl had a, a flogger bending over the, the fence, waving it around. <laughs> Britt Taylor, you're part of the cheer squad for West Coast these days. <laughs> no, I my friend had tickets in the block beside, <laughs> but you guys gave me stick the whole time. I liked being amongst the people. No, I'm with you. Mick was the one that gave you stick. <laughs> yeah. I was, mate, I was desperate to come down and no, sit with weren't. you. No, you You two wouldn't know anything but the <laughs> champagne area up the top. As a Fremantle person... The scariest place in the whole of Australia for me is the West Coast Cheer Squad, and Britt is a part of that. Yep. Yeah, so. no, and I can tell she gets the twitch when we start talking about the Eagles. Quick tip, let's spin around. Britt, the mighty Eagles v uh, the Premier Richmond. Richmond for me. Slick? Yeah, Richmond for mine. I think it's going to be a mm. free spins on Richmond yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. Richmond as well for me. <laughs> hey, I just got a text message off the back of speaking to Liam Shields then from Chance Bateman. A former number 10 at Hawthorne, a star, actually, Chance Bateman. And was. he's listening. Good morning. He's listening, and he wants to know who adds a better rig, Jager O'Meara <laughs> or himself. They both wear number 10 at Hawthorne. Mick? Uh, well, Britt's been Googling both to get the compare the pair. <laughs> yes. So I'm interested in uh, Britt's take on this. So I think Jager O'Meara can't be beaten well, by anyone. Well, well, the... Problem is in in googling this when I've gone uh, yeah, to what, look what popped up yeah look not the right things have popped up a nude woman who hadn't been groomed so <laughs> yeah. anyway we'll, we'll take it that Omira gets the chocolates on that case it's Triple M's Dead Set Legends the Newtown Toyota.